Welcome to Jimmy Knows. Drop in for a few laughs and some insight on life and the law from Boston's favorite lawyer, Jimmy Glazer. This show is a presentation of Jim Glazer Law. For more information, visit JimmyKnows.com. Welcome back to Jimmy Knows. This is David Yaz, the Boston Podcast Network. Alongside me, attorney James Glazer. How are you uh, enjoying these podcasts, Jim? You know what, Dave? I love them. It's, it's just a lot of fun coming in here. And I, I, I think I told you, I was out with um, my marketing team the other day in Nashville, and mm-hmm. I played in the podcast. And after, because one, one of the guys on the team, they're very, very, very focused on making sure our brand is perfect and we're coming across exactly what we want. He's like, these podcasts, let me, let me, I, we haven't heard those. Let me hear them. Mm-hmm. And after like one minute, he looked at me and goes, wow, this guy's a pro. He goes, he was talking about me or you? He was talking about you. Yeah, he was talking about you. Yeah, he just said, he goes, wow. He goes, and and he goes, how do you know him? I go, I grew up with him. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. Sure, so, yes. you know, so yeah, they were very, very impressed. So no, I'm, I'm enjoying them thoroughly. I appreciate you, you working with me on these. So it's all well, good. Well, the it's, you can credit me, but I credit you to be a good podcaster. I always say you need to. Be prepared, but not over-prepared. You need to know your stuff, but more importantly, you need to be more comfortable talking about yourself and just having a conversation. And that's what that's what Jimmy Knows is about to me. And people certainly learn about your law practice, and they learn about you. But when you, when you want to hire somebody, you want to get to know somebody a little bit. And so I, I, do you think it's important for people to kind of get to know the you, man behind Jimmy Knows? <laughs> you know, you, you couldn't have said any better. A part of our strategy session yesterday is when they looked at me, because they always used to say, you're not a James, you're not a Jim. You're a Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's how we came up with this whole Jimmy Knows campaign. Like I said, I never wanna never wanted to talk above a jury in a sense, mm-hmm. below a jury. You know, what you know, one of my mentors always told me that an attorney I, I thoroughly respected, but you wanna talk to a jury and listen, that's what we are. I'm an average guy. You know, I happen to be very fortunate. We have a successful practice because people they see us as being genuine, caring, compassionate, and that's what we do. And we get people top settlements. And hey, I feel we're the best in Boston, and we're Boston's favorite lawyers. You know, for a reason. And that's sure. That's that's kind of where where, you know where we're going with it. But one of the things the strategy session was, and the same guy that came up with Jimmy Knows said something. When you start this Jimmy Knows Legal Network, we get what you want to do. You want it's going to be Jimmy Knows people. Jimmy cares about people. And something, I just looked at him, I go, that's it. We're right. done. I was able to, I flew out to Nashville to go over this whole thing. And within an hour, it was done the minute he said this. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that that says it. Talk about a trusted lawyer. Well, there's beloved fictional lawyer, Better Call Saul, but we all know what his real name was. Jimmy. Jimmy. You knew that. Someone right? told me that the other day. I actually, someone oh, really? told me that. Actually, one of your other podcasters, Mike Freeman. Oh, okay. Mike Freeman was, I, <laughs> Thank he you, was Mike in, Freeman. he was my office parking lot, dropping something off to one of the, one of the attorneys in the office. He, he's a real estate guy, Mike. And he just said something about Better Call Saul. And he looked at me, oh, his real name's Jimmy. That's right. Jimmy McGill. So today we're going to talk a, a little bit about role models. I think it's important to have role models. We already talked about that. Jimmy and I share a role model in Tom Brady. We already did an episode on how much we admire him. But more, more on a more personal note, usually when people go to law school and they, they really grow in that um, profession, it, it's because of they're inspired by someone. I didn't go on practicing law. I only practiced law for about a year, but nevertheless, I was inspired to go to law school by my mom, who's a, still remains. Susan, yes, shout out my mom. Great well, well, she's old, yeah. And, and also she, wasn't she with the DA for a while too? She was. Yeah. yeah. Long, long, yeah, long, legend. Uh, nice. she's a legend. <laughs> That's mm. very sweet of you to say. I'll tell her you said that. How about you, Jim? But going back to law school days and then coming up as a young lawyer, did you have role models? 
So my earliest role model has to, you know, be my dad. No question about that. He was a real estate lawyer. So obviously I didn't choose real estate law as a path. Obviously we're, mm. we're personal injury attorneys, but we're kind of, the world comes full circle with the Jimmy Knows Legal Network. We are going to be uh, real estate lawyers and my past of being in mortgage banking, you know, I mean, I don't think there's going to be, someone once said, I probably forgot more about real estate than some of these guys even know. So we, we, we really have a deep understanding of real estate. So he was probably my first, first person role model that I looked up to. And probably the reason I wanted to become a lawyer, because it was always thought of that me and my sister would be lawyers, no matter what we did. And mm. Both of us accomplished that. And so then, then I get to law school. And again, I'm a kid that didn't even, at the time, I knew I was gonna destined to go to law school, but I worked in mortgage banking. So I show up at law school and I'm really not, I'm doing it because my parents really encouraged me to look at the world, as we talked about, from a broad, broad, you know, broad view rather than a, a tunnel view of staying in mortgage banking. So I'm in law school. It's probably like this first or second day of law school. And I see this kid, long hair, uh, Mike Clifford. Mm -hmm. And I go to him, I go, hey, I go, pal. Where do you get the books? He goes, you just go all the way down the stairs. And he just looked at me and, and I started laughing and he did too. And it turned out he was actually, he'd worked at uh, Logan Airport when it was a strike. He was like a scab, you know, oh, basically yeah? in, in mm -hmm. doing the baggage stuff and mm -hmm. everything. And it turned out his dad is a absolute legend, mm -hmm. criminal lawyer. The gentleman's name is Charles, Charlie Clifford. He was renowned. Some of the cases that he, he had done, this guy grew up in Charlestown. His dad was a bookie, like like he said. He, his dad, uh, you know, died when he was young. Pretty much died broke. So this guy you know, clawed his way up. Worked as a longshoreman and eventually got to the head of the union. Was kind of the union delegate for the longshoreman. And the gentleman that was the attorney just said to him, he goes, "Listen, you're too smart to be on the docks." Mm. He goes, "I'll tell you what, I'll I'll pay for you to go to law school, but here's the deal, you got to go, you got to work for me five years." After. after so this guy was brilliant because what it did is this guy Charlie Clifford is extremely personal so he brought in a ton of cases for longshoremen that got injured mm -hmm. but that wasn't his passion his passion was to go back to Charleston and represent criminals mm. so he wanted to be a criminal lawyer he represented Butchie Doe he's a famous criminal so he's involved with the Code of Silence case but mm. I would be fascinated I would go so me and Mike again back to Mike so after that point the first, you know, first couple of days of law school just we hit it off best friends I mean kind of a little bit opposite Mike's the kind of he's He's probably one of the smartest guys I know, seat of the pants guy. I mean, this guy could show up in a courtroom, not even be 100% prepared, and he could just do an amazing job. I and mean, he has me always trying to be prepared and on time and things. So, you know, we used to go study over in Charleston. The first time I went over there, Mr. Clifford, or Charlie at the time, Charlie, mm -hmm. used to call him Mr. Clifford until he told me, you got to start calling him. respect him? Because I knew the first time I met him, I knew his reputation. Yeah. And it eventually became Charlie. But he said, the first time I met him, he said, this is, this is your office too. Mm. He goes, you show up here anytime, that conference room, and me and Mike, we'd spend hours in that conference room just studying, playing a uh, little, little, we would crush up paper, be taking shots, everything like that. And, paper um, basketball. Yeah. And cousin I mean, of paper but, football. But I would be absolutely fascinated to hang out with, with, with Charlie. And uh, He must have had so many stories about so criminal many, law in Charleston, my so, goodness. So many stories, and sometimes you'd sit there and you'd be on the phone talking to a client that probably had some trouble, and, and, yeah. and he'd be like, yeah, it was just, it, it was a different world. I was I was involved in a world of real estate closings, yeah. and here now I am listening to like murders, court of silence, you Charleston, the, the folklore, Butchie Doe, yeah. you know, I mean, but he was a tremendous mentor. He's the one that always told me, he goes, I go, why are you so successful? Why does everyone like you? Why do you, why do you win cases? He goes, you know what, Jimmy? He goes, I never talk above it. Too many attorneys talk above a jury mm. and too many of them talk below a jury. I talk to a jury and I, and I, and I think genuinely, I think that they resonate with me based on that. And I never forgot that. And I used to always say to him too, 
Because remember, I used to be, I was successful in mortgage banking. I'm like, I'm always nervous about peeking out. Mm. He goes, listen, cream rises to the top. He goes, you have unlimited potential. He goes, just whatever you're going to do, you're going to be extremely successful. And he's always encouraged me. And even like last year, he had heard the commercial. And then he just called me. He goes, I'm real proud of you, what, what you've done. Mm. Wow. Jeez, and that, and that probably, that means more to me than, than I can even uh, say. And he's just a super guy. And me and Michael, you know, still really good buddies, go golf and just, you know, still hanging out. Don't get to see him as much as I, I would like, but it's it just, I'm super happy that I met him. And then you know, when I think about it, it's funny too, when you ask about mentors and it's kind of like mm-hmm. right now, I always say, and it's funny because this, this guy's like, he's about 13 years younger than me, but you know, I got I got to say that Sean Flaherty, he kind of took me under my, he took me under the wing when I made the, when I made the career change from mortgage banking to um, what I'm doing now. And without Sean, I don't think that Jim Glazer Law would be as successful as it is today. And he's, he's been a tremendous influence on me. And it's just amazing because you usually say mentors are older. Well, this guy's about 13 years younger. And as far as I'm concerned, he is probably, um, the top guy. Yeah. yeah. One of my partners, he's just, he is one of the smartest. He's the type of guy that he, he runs, a, he runs, a, runs the firm. He handles cases, deals with clients, deals with all the employee issues he has to, and he's mm. still super nice. He just treats everyone with respect. And anytime I call him with, with, with a problem or something, I know the base, he, he just, he just, he always seems to give the right advice. And so fortunate to have him. It's kind of funny to a 13 year old younger person that I can yeah. a mentor, but he's actually a partner and I'm super, super lucky to have stumbled upon Sean. And I always say at a cookout yeah. <laughs> and yeah. to be where we both are you know, after 10 plus years in this relationship with a lot of years to go. Well, wisdom, it doesn't necessarily equate to age directly. I, I know this because I, I learned a lot in the podcast world now, it's still a relatively new industry, and I'm learning a lot from people that are a lot younger than me because it is a little bit of a young man's industry. But so for you to learn from Sean, I'm not, I'm not surprised because good advice and good leadership is good no matter how old it is, right? Some people just get it. Can we get him on the show sometime? We can definitely get Sean on the show. <laughs> and he's extremely respected throughout the legal community. Anytime attorneys will call me and they're like, oh, I'd love to try and do some partnering or do some work with you guys. And I'm like, well, the truth is I'm with Sean. They're like, you know what? I can't say the conversation's over. They're like, hey, we love Sean too. And that's mm-hmm. happened in probably the last month and a half with two different like well-respected attorneys. They'll just look at me and be like, I, I get it. I go, I, I say, Sean's my partner. We, we collaborate on just about on everything. And they just kind of pull back and they're like, hey, we can't say. Normally we can say if you said another attorney would be like, well, these are the reasons you should be working with me. Yep. Can't say that with Sean Flaherty. Just a respect, well-respected guy. And it's, uh, I know he's... Um, Happy to have, I, I, I'm sh- I hope he's happy, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he does because he tells me all the time. Sounds he's like happy it. to consider us, to consider me a partner, and I couldn't be happier to have him as, mm. in, as a partner. Sounds like you've got an all-star team over there. With the Sean is your, is your Michael Jordan or Tom Brady, perhaps. But you can be the Bill Russell or John Havlicek or who do you, or who would you like to be? Uh, Ted Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take, I'll, t- I'll take any of them. Uh, you know, he can be TV. He can be TV, and I can be Julian Edelman. That's good. That's yeah. a, that's, gotta, gotta, that's, gotta give a shout out to my man Julian too. <laughs> One two punch. Yep. I love it. Go to JimmyKnows.com to learn more about attorney James Glazer and everything he does at his practice. And where can they reach you if they want to dial you up, Jim? JimmyKnows.com is the website. 1-800-868-1000 is the phone number. 24-7, 365. You call us. We're going to help you. You need us to come to you. We're going to come to you. You just you tell us what you need, and we're going to be there for you, Boston. Fantastic job as usual, Jim. The Ask Jimmy podcast comes out each week. We thank you for following us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your shows. 
and we will see you next time.